0: Are you trying to figure out how to get things done? Are you trying to look for knowledge that can actually help you do something, be something, be better at what you do? Hi, I'm Joyce Meyer, founder of ZD, where we provide affordable online courses for Africa. This is the place for you, the ZD podcast, where we have inspiring conversations with amazing people. And the ultimate goal is to help you know more so you can do more. So, um... I studied chemistry and mathematics in the university. And um, after, after I graduated, I got a job in a pharmaceutical company. Uh, basically, I was a quality control uh, officer. Uh, you know, using, for those who have done chemistry, you know, burettes and pipettes to ensure that the, the paracetamol MG is the same as it's supposed to be. So uh, I did that for three months, and I couldn't do it anymore. Uh, so I resigned, and uh, I got a job in a training institute called IAT, uh, where uh, at IAT they would train trainers to train. So I had a three months of training on how to be a good trainer, and I actually attribute my training skills from there. And I did computers. Uh, Advanced Diploma in Computer Studies. I did, I'm a Microsoft certified system engineer. <laughs> and all the technical uh, IT courses that I did. And, um, you know, just, I just felt, you know, unsatisfied in my job and I needed another job. So I was looking for a sales job. However, I started by looking for a sales job in my organization. So I went to my boss and I asked him, Uh, I would like to start selling. I would like to start selling our programs to people in organizations. Uh, So we enroll the organization employees to come and train in our um, college. And then our young students, we get them attachments in those organizations. And my boss told me that is what I do. And so I had no job because I was already, I needed to do something challenging. And I thought a sales job would challenge me to want to, you know, to keep coming to work. So it is not by design that I ended up starting to sell insurance. I would say it is just coincidence or I don't know how to call it. Because um, what I had taken a policy while I was teaching and I needed, now. I knew I was resigning because I don't have a job. So I resigned. And then I needed to know what happens to my policy now that I have resigned. And so when I went, I found one of the managers who explained to me that, you know, you will lose your money. You can't can't stop paying. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do when I don't have a job? And he asked me, we have jobs here. I asked him, what jobs? Selling insurance. I told him, never. I can't sell insurance. (laughs) And he asked me, why? Because I think it's very difficult. And then he asked me, how did you buy the policy you had? I told him, me, I knew what I wanted, and I went for it. I actually called the salesperson to come and sell to me. He said, then there are many people who are like you who will do the same thing. And I was like, "I, who's cool, the insurance? Anyway, <clears throat> uh, I didn't have a job anyway, so I had nothing to lose. And then the other thing, I was like, hey, This policy, now being told I'll lose money, what are these guys not telling us? So I also now, coupled with curiosity of understanding insurance more, I was like, you know what, I have nothing to lose, so I'm going to start selling. It wasn't easy to to do this uh, because I was used to a job where, you know, the so-called respectable jobs. As a trainer, you know, they used to call us instructors. Uh, Today, they are called lecturers. And as a trainer, you know, you go to class and people keep quiet. (laughs) uh, They meet here and say, hi, madam, hi, miss. And now um, I've joined a job whereby I call. I started even with my students because we were training adult students, people who are working in different places. So I knew they can buy. So my first, you know, 100, because uh normally in sales you need to write a number of prospects that you believe they can uh uh they have the budget uh they have the authority and they have the you know the need and they're accessible so I wrote a hundred of them mostly they were my students or my former uh um, uh my former those ones who were within campus are call who Yes, my comrades. Yeah, so who had also gotten jobs. So I call and I say, uh, you know, I'm now uh, selling insurance. One of my friends asked me, Adi, what? You have now started hawking? Yani, <laughs> all those papers, you've trashed them. Now you've become a hawker. Eunice, can you get serious?" That was one of my friends who told me that. Then I call my students, and now my students, you know, they can't tell me that. So they just don't pick the next call. So you go to church, and you're talking to, you know, you're in this mama's group, and now you start saying you're selling insurance. And people start, stop, you know, stop talking to you because you have now started selling insurance. And so I was like, what is the problem? Is it me or is it there? the insurance or is it the selling that i have chosen so um i i actually got into a crisis you know like identity crisis i'm no longer sure who i am because i've chosen this career that nobody wants to associate with by the way not even my husband even my dad nobody wanted to know that i am selling insurance in fact i remember my husband asked me not to go to his office (laughs) insurance, <laughs> And uh, so I, I was, <clears throat> here I am, I've quit my job, three months, I haven't sold anything because how do you sell when everybody's running away from you? So I, I spent more time crying. One of my friends, actually, he was a CEO of a microfinance. He called me, he's like, you, why are you selling insurance? come, I'll give you a job. And I went through the interview process and actually I got the job as they they were looking for an IT manager. And I got a job as an IT manager. When I got the offer, I looked at it and I'm like, really, you know, the offer was 70K. Uh, What I was earning when I was resigning was I think 25K. So really it was a very good offer. From 25, you jump to 70. But then I asked, if this is my value now, what if I just made sales? I think I can triple this amount in a year or two. And I was like, you know what? I'm not taking the job. My friend could not believe it. And I mean, because of declining a job, he actually wanted to understand more. What is this thing? Because he knows me so well. And like, there must be something in this insurance thing that, you know, she's sticking into it. So he invited me for lunch and we had lunch. After lunch, I closed two policies uh, because (laughs) I think I was so passionate about the insurance bit that he's like, I've never met somebody who has explained to me insurance in that simple way like you have done. And because of that, I'm buying for my two children. So that is how I knew I am in for something. So three months, I haven't sold anything. And then um, on the fourth month, I managed to sell to, to a neighbor who was having a milk kiosk. And by the way, uh, <laughs> this is someone who was just selling a kiosk. So they didn't have money because in these three months, I was just learning how do I position this product so that I stop looking like I'm a hooker. So I started learning how to manage my money. And now I was practicing with my neighbors, you know, those people who were selling to Kioskapo on teaching them how to manage money. So one of the ones who bought, I was teaching her uh, how to manage this money that she gets from the milk. Because basically they were not remaining with any amount. But then we went into details. What do you eat? And I realized they were eating fish every day. What if you cut fish? You know, you eat twice a week instead of every day. You would have enough money to save for your child's school fees. And imagine they believed me and they bought. They were paying 4,000 shillings per month. And these are from having nothing, as in remaining with nothing, to having 4,000 to save for school fees. And that, I was like, Wow. That month, I sold five policies. Now, my friend came in uh, because after selling five policies, I had another two months of selling nothing. <laughs> I was, for two months, I sold nothing. And now I'm like, oh my God, this thing is not working. This is when now my friend came in. Uh, so that, that was like the seventh month to offer me a job. And I declined, imagine, and I'm not selling so I and like 3K per month from 25 to 3K. And then in my head, I was like, this is the lowest I will ever go. So I am going to do my best because this is the lowest ever in my life. Yeah, so um, so I didn't get to take the job, but I started selling because he was now the next batch of customers I got. And then after a month, I got another customer who paid for a year. Actually, my husband, seeing my determination he had a classmate and then he he referred him to me i went to his office i closed a policy i think it was 15000 per month but then he paid for a year guess what the first month i earned over 100k <laughs> 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 yeah? you have i mean that is when i knew wow now i am in it for business you know what i did so that my husband believes me more I took all that money, I gave it to him. I told him, just keep it for me. Just be giving me fair. <laughs> <laughs> then my husband was now sold kabisa. So I even, I was using his car. So I, I, I was now elevated to another level. So I started, he started giving me his car to go to do marketing. I stopped, uh, we used to call it um, making one one foot after the other, walking. <laughs> Matatu number eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was that tough. To be to to Meisha, you know, <laughs> to be to to Meisha. So you, you're going to send. It's in Mombasa. You know how Mombasa is dusty, and you're going to meet a client, and you look white. <laughs> now remember, this is a graduate, a Microsoft certified system engineer. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm a white, yes. So, yeah, so that is how it was. But I was so determined. I knew I was going to make money and not just make money. Now, my desire changed to be, I need to change the industry. So I started going with other agents to see how they sell. And I used to feel so bad because I was like, but why did you lie? You know? And they're like, no, if you don't, if you if you tell them the truth, they won't buy. And I'm like, no. I need to tell them the truth so that they buy and I keep them. Remember, uh, for me, for sales, it's about keeping the customer. You know, repeat customers are very important. So I didn't want to sell and then I don't get them keep paying. I wanted to sell and they keep paying. You see, like my first customer, do you know that customer believed so much in themselves that they expanded the business and they eventually bought a plot and even a car just because we used to review every six months how they are doing. And they kept paying. And these are hustlers. I'm not talking about people who have money. A kiosk, yes. Yamaziwa So they added, it became a big shop. And then the husband found an opportunity to start selling. I, I can't remember what it was. And they grew. So when I see that, I am so inspired to sell. Selling is the only thing I can do. You know, selling... Is like going through labor pains. As you know, as you can see my story. So you begin, you really hustle. And by the way, the people we joined with, most of them sold initially. You know, within the first month they had sold. Me, I took three months not to, you know, not selling anything. And then you see, they sold immediately. But then they went on a dry spell for like eight months. So me, I was on a dry spell for three months. Then I sold, then dry spell for... Two months, but then when I started selling, I actually qualified for Aki the first year. Aki is a very pres- prestigious award uh, in the insurance industry. I was new and I qualified within the first year. Forget about the eight months I didn't sell, but there were four months that I sold all the selling I could do to qualify for Aki. <laughs> so, so I say selling is like, you know, going through labor pains. So you're pregnant and the time has come and you need to go and deliver. And uh, I, I, I remember this moment in 2007 when I was getting my baby. So you feel the labor pains have started. Normally, the di- the, the pains come, it comes and goes, comes and goes. So it starts like, okay, so kapin then after like an hour, uh, uh, you know, three hours, like. Two hours, it goes reducing the period. Now, the more you get closer to getting the baby, the more painful it gets. Remember, when I was getting the offer for the job, I think that was like, you know, the moment of me giving up. Uh, and uh, it, you have to really keep your focus on what is it that keeps me going? Why am I here? So at that moment, what was keeping me, uh, you know, to go through this labor is the baby. You know, I need a baby. I can't wait to see my baby. And so in the same thing with the sales. At that moment when I feel like giving up is when I'm like, you know what? This is the offer I've gotten. I can double that offer in less than a year. If I take this job, it means that I'll stagnate there for the next three or four years. So I would rather wait so that I can double my income in a year rather than take the job and stay there for three years. So you have to focus on why am I here? Why am I doing selling? Initially, the motivation is money. But with time, you realize it's much more than money because money will make money. Then what will keep you going is something higher. How, you know, like for me, what kept me going is am I, you know, the, when customers say, you know, you need helped me. Imagine I called her and she supported me. That kept me going is how many more customers can I help? And actually that is what has led me to start B smart because I asked, how can I replicate this thing that I'm doing on a daily basis and meet many people at the same time without having to meet one by one? So so I had gone for a meeting and they talked about Aki. So me I had never heard of Aki. So I asked them, what is Aki and how do I qualify? And I was told you need 30 applications and you have to do at least 1.8 million for the year to qualify for Aki. This is, it, it is an award for life insurance sales agent. That time when I'm being told that, guess how many applications I had? Nine. And it is September. I have nine applications. How many do I have to go? 30 minus nine. 21, naniko? September. Kutoka February to September, I have sold nine. (laughs) And now it's September, I've been told. It's mid-September. So I have October, November, and December. And so, I went to my manager. I asked him, so what can I do to qualify? He said, hey, you can't. (laughs) In September, I told him, don't tell me I can't. Tell me what I need to do to do it. And he's like, hey, you need that application and 1.8 million. Right now, I've got nine. <laughs> and I said, don't talk to me again. I will do it. Okay. So now, because now I have a drive. Remember, I have 21 in three months. And I think I had done about 400,000. So I need to do, one, uh, you know, 1.4 to get to 1.8. My friend, everybody I met was a potential customer. So on this day, I was in a Amatatu. Uh, it had rained in Mombasa. In Mombasa, when it rains, you know, it's like it rains uh, people and jam, and traffic jam, and I think it's the same also with Nairobi. So we are, I found him at the bus stop. He's tall, so I'm not even bothered. But I'm like, hey, he looks like he has money, so I think I need to prospect this guy. But I don't know where to begin, so uh, I start talking about oh my god, now fair and fair increases. <laughs> so, so now we are complaining, hey, I want to a high care fair, and now I participate. So, when we got in, I'm still wondering, how do I get him to listen to me? So that now I sell insurance, I, I just want an appointment. So we are in a matatu. It's supposed to carry thirteen people, is it thirteen or fourteen? And I think we are almost twenty. So, you know, we are we are we are packed. And so I will I we sat next to each other, and I'm like, you know, this if this matatu got an accident, you know, insurance would only pay for fourteen people. Remember, I'm still green in insurance. That is we so much about what I'm doing. And he's like, hmm, will insurance even pay? Those people are thugs. Uh-huh. Tell me more. What do you mean they're thugs? Now I got an opportunity to build a rapport with this guy. So that now I get him to give me an appointment. Tell me more. Hey, Kwanza agents. Agents are terrible. I asked him, t- why? Why are they bad? You know, they come to your office, they assume you have no other business apart from listening to them. And they sit and they tell you, they present for an hour and you are supposed to be doing other work. I hate agents, he said. Then I'm like, even me, I don't like them. By the way, Kwanzaa, when they come without an appointment, I don't like them at all. So anyway, the conversation continued and uh, I asked him, by the way, what do you think I do? He told me, you're either a marketer or a trainer. And you know he was not wrong. <laughs> and then I gave him my business card. In his minor, uh, financial advisor, Brita. He's like, you mean you're an agent? Oh, my God. And that is, we are almost getting home. Uh, so I'm almost alighting. Oh, my God. Come and see me tomorrow. So he actually offered to give me an appointment the following day. Uh, midday okay so when I went the following day I found the secretary I think the PA was like are you Eunice I hope you came with the forms my boss is already sold he said he has never met an insurance person like you (laughs) so I knew I'm going to close anyway I went and I tried to you know find out how many children he has where you know the uh, the wife all those details and I sold two policies for his two children. And you know, the interesting thing is, every year I sold a policy to this guy. Every year. Even now we're still in touch. So, so building a rapport is very important. And, and the referrals that he gave me. You know, that is how I met my target for that year. Because this guy gave me referrals. I think I sold five, his two policies. I got his friend who bought two. I sold like 10 policies through this one network. And guess what? 31st December, I had my 30 applications, 2.1 million API. I know many people say, you know, I'm an introvert, so I can't sell. Or I'm an extrovert, so I can sell. I do not think it's so much about the personality. I think it's about learning who you are. Because the best mastery you can master is self-mastery. If you master yourself who you are... And what you can do, then you're able to actually expand and be more. So <laughs> I was actually an introvert. <laughs> I remember when I was dating my husband, uh, he you know, he was the extrovert. Apparently today he's the introvert. Um, so he would go and we have finished the meeting and he spent so much time with people and I would get dead bored. I'm like, you know what? I am gone. I remember one time I even left and I went because I couldn't figure it. Even when I got married, because he was living in Mombasa, he was working in Mombasa. So I went. He was a member of the choir. So we finished church and him is busy with choir members. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't hack it. I don't want people. And then he comes with so many people to greet me. And I'm like, seriously, we were supposed to be going home. Now you're bringing everybody to say hi to. Yeah, anyway. I complained every other day. Unfortunately, he stopped going for choir. (laughs) Because he wanted to please his new wife. (laughs) So I was such an introvert. By the way, you know, the way we were trained by my mom, (laughs) we don't share. So one time a neighbor knocks at he was she wants a basin. I'm like, no, we can't share such things. <laughs> so I said, okay, fine, take it and don't bring it back. Basically, I killed a friendship, you know? And that was, you know, who I was then, the introvert, the perfectionist. And fast forward, I get to selling and... This is who I am now. Uh, Do I look like an introvert? It's been work. One of the things that I had to do was to master Eunice. Who is Eunice? How does she behave when subjected to what? So that then, whenever I go to people, I can project the personality that is needed at that particular time. Because I think, uh, you know, you can actually be able to, I call it the growth, you know, to grow, uh, It doesn't mean that, by the way, I still enjoy being alone. I love silence and being alone. But if, when the call comes, I will go out and I'll be the introvert that you see. But when I need my time, you know, my energy is renewed, I want to be alone. So it is possible to develop personalities, to grow within your personality, but you need to master your personality first. You need to master who you are. Because if you don't know, who you are, you won't even be able to master other people. And and for every salesperson, know you, then you'll be able to know everybody else. You'll know how they react, how they respond, how they feel, because you have learned to listen to yourself and know, understand yourself. These are something, um, uh, personality tests that go on. Uh, I did one with my team <clears throat> at Bismarck, uh, John C. Maxwell DISC. Um, uh, this is my friend called Mercy who came and took Bismart team through the disc. Now at Smart we have introverts, you know, real introverts, uh, like one of them. And you know something, the introvert is the best salesperson we have at Bismart right now. So personalities can grow and can develop. Yeah. This week's episode has come to an end, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback, head over right now to Twitter and Facebook and like and share, comment, get involved. Let us know what you think, what you want to learn next and join us next time.